All right, so um, we're very tired today. Very, uh, very tired. My body hurts. Uh, yeah. Shit. So um, <laughs> you know, I I've been working nonstop for like I don't know three weeks straight ever since we were in the news for you know. Uh, anyway, what, what's your face, bitch? Like, yeah, that yeah, that yeah, that unfortunate human being. Anyway, this is gonna be an, a special episode of Jug of Sip. We're doing a story time episode because we just actually caught wind that Disney World is doing a phased reopening on July 11th. The Magic, the Magic Kingdom and the Animal Kingdom are both opening. Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I've been drinking Pepsi this whole time and I felt that that was rumbling and I'm like, I'm going to burp on camera. Yeah, and I'm just going to or on mic technically. Yeah, we're not on camera. So okay, whatever. On July 11th, the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom of, of Disney World in Florida are reopening. And on July 15th, Hollywood and Races Epcot, as I call it, are reopening the same day. Now, to be fair, Epcot is the most racist area. Um, but we'll talk about that in a bit. But basically, um, yeah, we back in November, you know. prior to the incident known as COVID-19, mm-hmm. um, my family and I went to Disney. Now, I mean, and when I mean my family, I mean my whole fucking family. Yeah, we have, and I was there too. There were 15 of us in a house. My parents rented a house yeah. with a pool and a hot tub. It was lovely. Actually, I, I realized what an adult I have become because I personally have been to Disney three times in my life. Well, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that part, I want to start from the beginning, beginning. Wait, what do you mean beginning, beginning? Like okay. the the road trip to Disney World from- Well, let me explain the back plan first. Like what I'm Yeah, doing. okay, yeah, yeah. So we rented this house. Uh, there were 15 of us. It was my dad, my stepmom, um, both my stepsisters- uh, their kids, which they're like three all together with those fa- that family, their husbands, um, my brother, uh, his wife, me, Charles, um, my brother's sit, uh, my brother's kid. Um, so overall, there was like fifteen of us in this house, and it was a lovely house. But we had a we had a nice uh, family vacation there. But so t- let's let's start with the road trip, Charles. Why don't you? Yeah. Start? So. Well, you wait. Do you want me to, you know, tell them why we were driving and yeah, that explain? Whole yeah, yeah, explain. Because we didn't fly direct from New York to Florida, as as we do here at Jugasip and at you know the Grant and Cork household. Uh, there's a backstory to the backstory to the backstory. Yeah. So, um, I lost my both my grandparents uh, this past year. Uh, my grandmother died August 6, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was like trying to remember what year it was. Fuck, I feel like I'm in like Jumanji. Um, so does everybody. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know what fucking year it is right now. Yeah. Um, but before that, we had planned this trip prior to that, and we were planning to drive down there because she was in a nursing home in North Carolina, and we were like, we'll pass through North Carolina and go see Nan, and then go to Disney. And we had seen. I had fortunately been able to see Nan months before she died. Um, but I wanted to see her one more time, but unfortunately she passed before that trip. But we decided. Well. My parents decided for some godforsaken reason that it would be less pricey. I don't know why. I don't know how the funds worked out, but they said it would be less pricey to drive. And so in one car, it was like my parents. And I think that was it in the one car. And then um, my brother, his wife, Heidi, my nephew and Charles and I were in another vehicle. Yeah. And I mean, it was not a bad trip. We had a really lovely time. I made some friends with some cats in a motel. Yeah, yeah. So you want to tell that story? So wait. So let's let's take it step by step. I don't want I want this to be 
This Lean is a very yes, yeah, fine, fine. Because this is fine. Yeah. Fine, Charles. <laughs> Tell the damn story the way you want to. God damn. <laughs> you here drink my coconut water, you fucking asshole. <laughs> so Okay, so basically we fly into West Virginia. Yeah. Well no, I, no, we don't we land we land in a different state, but they We I fly into Pittsburgh when I visit my family because there's yeah. no like large airport where my family lives. Right. So it's like a two hour drive from Pittsburgh. So we flew into Pittsburgh at like what what got there like did we get there late? It was real yeah. I don't want to mix it up for the time I went to North Carolina the first time to see my to see my grandmother. We got but there late. Because I landed there at like two in the morning. I was on the road early that tri- day too. Right, but we got there late. We were driven from Pittsburgh to West Virginia, where Lindsay is originally from. Stayed at my family's house. Uh, slept overnight, woke up that morning. Then that morning we, we got up, everybody was awake, then we packed up the car, hit the road. Now, on the road, in this car, I it's me, as Lindsay already said, it's me, Lindsay, her brother, his wife, and their child. Right. And... We're just talking and playing the whole way through. I was high on pot brownies the whole time. Like, literally. Yeah. I just made pot brownies. And I, I was also, like, smoking a bong at gas stations. Yeah. It, <laughs> and let, can we talk about the rest stop? Because one of the rest stops we stopped at was this amazing place that sold the coolest shit in the- Okay, Charles found out that when you go down south, the further south you get that the gas stations in the middle of West Bumfuck Nowhere have the coolest shit. They have, like... Uh, Skorsky crystal dragons and like stuff you would see at a county fair that's surprisingly cool. It was like if you went to a bodega in Brooklyn and found out they sell samurai swords next to the it's Doritos. Like, it's like going to a combination of a gas station with a corner that reminds you of the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, like it was and mad it's so cool. cool. Like you can buy, I mean, it's good quality shit. Yeah. Like I literally have on my, like for, for my birthday, I got a crystal dragon from my parents and they, they re- my dad remembered I like dragons in high school and still do. Right. And it's cool as fuck. And he, you know, he remembered high school and he liked black and red as your favorite color. Cool right. as fuck. But he got this cool crystal dragon, and I was like, where'd you get these? He's like, I got it at some gas station in North Carolina. I was like, why the fuck do they have the coolest shit in the South? Well, if you go to North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, any of those gas stations, you can yep. go in there and get, like, high as fuck. And if you have money, you can go in there and get a Slurpee and a sword. For real. It's I almost, fucking amazing. I almost left there with a bag of Oreos and a dagger that was shaped like a hawk. Like, I'll, it was I'll be so- completely honest with you. <laughs> Like, we were at Disney World. At, we were going to be at Disney World, I should yeah. say. And we got and excited I, there at the rest stop. Yeah, like, we were I, already done. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, you don't want to buy a sword at a gas station when we're literally going to go to Epcot's Japan and find possibly katanas and things that you love. Like, you love Japanese culture. So, yeah, and I was I like, I didn't want to deprive you of something you could get, like, from an area. That re- based I was on so, area you love. I was so impressed by that rest stop. I was ready to go back home after we left yeah, the I felt rest like stop. Disney World for Trump. Like, I thought it was, I thought that was it. That's how I felt to me. Like, that was great for him, you know. Imagine if all of Disney World was just one rest stop. That would be horrible. No yeah. one would pay to go there. No. No. <sighs> but that'd be funny as hell, though. That's that's the biggest scam in the world. That's like something early Kyler would come up with. Right. Well, anyway, so <laughs> we get back on the road, and um, we're driving, and eventually we come to this hotel to rest for the night because, you know, driving a straight shot from West Virginia to It was Florida. sort of a spur of the moment. It was more like a motel because, remember, motels are smaller. Okay, yeah, it was a motel. That's right. So yeah. basically, we were driving. We had planned to go straight through, but my my brother and everybody decided, you know, we're all kind of fucking tired. I personally just wanted to take a nice hot bath, smoke a bowl, and go to bed. That was sort of where I wanted to go. Yeah. So 
we all agreed let's get like a little motel and it was a nice little place like it didn't look like the best thing on the outside but it wasn't bad it was actually a very nice hotel on the inside right and um we rolled the fuck up there and it was nighttime and it was it wasn't late late but it was like 10 and we had a room above my parents and everybody just immediately got their bags out adjourned to their rooms yeah um except for me because it's me so my initial plan was go to the motel, smoke a bowl, go take a hot bath and go to bed. There was a small detour. Yes. Um, would you like to tell them what the small detour was? So, so tell them what you stumbled upon when you came downstairs when I was outside of a motel smoking by the dumpsters. Yeah, I was getting. I was well, not quite by the dumpsters. It was like a wall. Yeah, I was unpacking and I decided to go out and meet Lindsay to get some fresh air with her. And just talk for a little bit. Lo and behold, Lindsay <laughs> is leaned. She she is. She is leaned up against the wall like Jay in front of the quick stop. I, I looked like a goddamn like drug dealer. I was fucking hysterical. I was smoking out of one of those silicone bongs yeah. you can take camping with like yeah. the metal spring bowls. Yeah. Like the the, the fold up ones. Yeah. She's the collapsibles. Smoking, right. She's smoking out of a bong that makes her look like the pothead character out of every horror movie. <laughs> like Marty from Cabin yeah. in the Woods. Posted up next to the motel wall and, and she is talking to two stray cats. Three. Oh, three? I thought it was just two. Well, no, three came across, but it was mostly... I, I named uh, De Niro and Garbage because they were the ones that stuck around the most. Yeah. One came by to say hi briefly. Yes, right. So, the, so there were two cats. There were three cats, but two of them stuck around. There was one... Because the following morning, they all three said hi to me, but the other two stuck around. Right. So there was one black and white cat, and for whatever reason, we named him De Niro. He was white, and he the only black parts he had was like a little mole, and it looked like he had a comb over and it was just like he looked like he had a mole and a comb over, so he looked like Robert De Niro. Is that me. what Robert De Niro? That's Al Pacino. No, Robert De Niro also has a mole. He does. Yeah. I've watched The Irishman like eight times, and I don't think I actually know what Robert De Niro looks like yet. Well, no, either way, it's a great name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So and the cat's name. She named the one cat De Niro. The other one was a tabby, in which I named Garbage. Yes. And, and if 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 you're if anybody is a fan of The Office out there. Uh, you'll know there was an episode of The Office where, spoilers if you haven't watched it, uh, Dwight finds out Angela's cat is sick and he mercy kills it and puts it in the freezer. Yeah. And she finds out and feels, and he tells her it was by natural causes. So he feels bad and he gets her this like cat that, if you've ever lived in the country, know is a mousing and barn cat. Right. Um, they're kind of feral. He said it was a feral barn cat. Right. They're just meant to catch mice. They're not meant to be cuddled at all. And he decided to name it Garbage because he found it eating garbage. And since I found these cats by the dumpster and this cat looked like that cat, I thought it was only reasonable to name it Garbage. And my brother got very upset about that. He was, yeah, he was very upset. He um, felt like I was offending that cat. And I'm like, I'm honoring that cat, you son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> because the next day, the, the thing is, we went to sleep after she made friends with these cats. No, and like, well, actually, this is how the evening planned out. I made friends with the cat. I smoked my weed. I bid the cats good night. They tried to follow me into our room, and I wish I had to tell them they had to go back to wherever their home was. And I took a hot bath, and we went to bed. Yeah. And then the next day, the cats were out to greet Lindsay. Two were sitting... Uh, one was sitting like outside the door, which I believe was De Niro. Yeah, De Niro was outside the door. Uh, Garbage was downstairs at the base of the stairs. On yeah. the, it, I was being greeted by my people. <laughs> they followed me to the car to help me with my bags. Yeah. My family came out and found me putting my, you know, bags outside, speaking to the stray cats. Right. And this is what it's like for Charles to date me. Yeah. The, yeah. It's just, I leave the house <laughs> and Lindsay finds animals befriends and names them 
and, and I had to spend the rest of that day talking her out of taking them home with us. If we didn't, if we were going home and not to Disney, I would have already had those cats in the car. They would be in this apartment. Yeah, they would be here. It would be Artemis Garbage, or De Niro, and Bellatrix Our living dog. in here. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> we get back on the road. It was kind of early in the morning, so we got to, we got to Disney, uh, or at least the uh, the house. Yeah. Like within a good hour to it wasn't even that much it was a pretty gentle drive after that but between leaving the motel and arriving to this home which was essentially an airbnb mansion-ish type place it wasn't really a a mansion it was one of those really beautiful florida homes in one of those gated communities right um so it wasn't a mansion but it was like a like what seven eight room house because there were like 15 of us and we there were like you know, two people per room usually, well, like couples and like their kids and stuff. Well, look, I grew up in apartments in in the hood my whole life. It was a mansion to me. <laughs> Maybe it's a mansion to certain people. I don't know. My perspective is very different. I grew up upper middle class. My family has a, a big house, so yeah. it's not. So, so um, between those two points, in the middle of the drive, <laughs> they decide oh, God. to play at the at at the very top of the music, Fergalicious. Oh, okay. So you're gonna tell them mine and my brother's Fergalicious secret. Now let me let me just blame let, let, not blame. Let me just break this down for you. Lindsay and her brother have this thing about the artist Fergie. Matter of fact, I might be underplaying it. They it's have Fergie the, and Nicki Minaj. We, we, it's a, there's a lot of artists that we do this. It's with. a lot. It's a lot of artists. They have a lot of artists that they do this with. And the thing is, we didn't know the other one did this. We we this always happens. We always have this one song that we both like, and we since we see each other like once twice a year. We end up getting in the car and doing this. Yeah, which, and to be honest, it was hilarious. But in the moment, it was, uh, it pictured tell, tell, me. Tell them what it is. The, what, what, tell, tell them what, what happened. Okay. What you saw, what the thing was. So what? So picture me. I'm a black person sitting in the passenger seat. With like four white There's people. There's four white people. people. Five, 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 five white people. My nephew, too. No, it's four. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I miscounted. Yeah. yeah. Four white people in the rest of the car singing Fergalicious at the top of their lungs Knowing the words exact, I mean, word, not missing a beat. The rap too. Line, the whole rap, line for line, they didn't miss a lyric. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, this is going to be hilarious to tell somebody one day. And now you are. And ironically, this is the first time I'm actually mentioning this. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I heard Fergalicious. It was actually with my brother. Yeah. He was driving me to school and uh, he introduced me to it. And they, she got to that line where she's like, I'd be up in the gym. I'd be working on my fitness. He's my witness. And he and I brought my brother and I in unison, even though he had heard it once before in unison, he and I both just go, he be, I'd be up in the gym working on my fitness. And we were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and we said it at the same time and just looked at each other and started laughing. Listen, it's an interesting sounding song, but nobody said that we're, it's not Mozart here. We're not talking yeah. about. You some... don't listen to Fergie to be deep. You no. listen to Fergie to get drunk and dance with your girls. Yeah, exactly. Like, listen, you're like listening. To, she literally sings about getting drunk uh, and, you know, London bridges like if and you having know, fun. If you know Lindsay, this is actually a regular thing for her. For example, <laughs> why, don't, why don't you. Why don't you show the? Why don't you give them an example of this via um, Nicki Minaj's Anaconda? Just just do, just do the first lyric of that, just so people get a Wait, first sample. First lyric, the whole. I mean, like the first verse, just so people can get a sample of what I was experiencing. Go ahead. Lin, li, this is making me nervous. This is Lindsay Elizabeth Cork doing Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. My Anaconda don't. My Anaconda don't. 
My anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. Boy toy named Troy used to live in Detroit. Big dope dealing money. He was getting some coins. Had some shootouts with the law, but he lived in a palace. Bought me Alexander McQueen. He was keeping me stylish. <laughs> oh, no. Get, I can't. I have no get, bone no. capacity for this. Get, finish it off. Oh, come on. No, no, no. Because the part that's impressive is when she started doing it quickly. You could do that part, too. Finish it. <laughs> can I just do that part? Okay. Go ahead. Skip to that. There oh, my go. God. I, guys, this is... I. He, he's making me do this. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> By the way, what'd he say? He could tell Aunt Missing No Meals, come through and fuck him with my automobiles. He could tell him eat him with a... Gr- ah, I always fuck this part up. <laughs> <laughs> Let him eat it with his grills. He keep telling me to chill. He, he said he don't like him about it, bony. He wants something to grab. He can pull up. And, okay, I, I fuck it up all the time. But that's give, about give, it, give it one more shot because you, you got the lyrics down right. Just do it Let once. Let me look at the lyrics because I, I get tongue twisted on it. You get tongue twisted? This is really fast. Like, Nikki is, if anything, a very impressive rapper. Because you do it all the time in the house. That, that's why I'm... Uh, but I'm singing with it. Oh, that's what it is. And it helps me remember it. It helps me keep the beat. I can't keep the beat on my own. You can't keep the beat on your own? Not really. Let me see if I can remember it, though. Because I literally, if I'm listening to it, everybody knows what I'm talking about. If you're not a professional rapper and you're just doing it in your room for fun, it's easier to do it with the song. Yeah, when you're following the song. Let me see. By itself, it's it's very hard. (laughs) It's really hard. I'm not doing this because I'm good at it. I'm doing it because I'm stupid. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Fuck, 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 fuck. Where is it? Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, By the way, what'd he say? He could tell I ain't missing no meals. Come through and fuck him in my automobile. Let him eat it with his grills. He keep telling me to chill. He keep telling me it's real. He love my sex appeal. He said he don't like him bounty. He wants something he can grab. So he pulled up in the jag and made weather jet with the jab like dum da da dum dum dum. <laughs> like, yeah. <"Woo!"> <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> that was really fucking hard, and it didn't even sound good. <laughs> Fergalicious was that. It was it was yeah. that on ten. Wait, let me get let me see if I could do Fergalicious. Yeah, let, yeah. Just give. I, I just want people to understand what what Guys, I was feeling. I, I'm at telling the time. you, I am as I I literally am being clear. I am not a rapper. I'm not doing this because I think I'm good at it. I'm just really fucking dumb. I get really <laughs> bored. I get really high, and I try to rap by myself. Right. I sing I sing fucking Lizzo by myself. Like <laughs> shout out to Lizzo. I sing good as hell to myself in the shower. Let me see. Uh. Where we at? All the time I turn around, brothers gather around, always looking me up, up and down, looking at my uh. I just want to say I know I, I ain't trying to round up drama, little mom. I don't want to take your man, and I know I'm coming off just a little bit of conceited. And I keep repeating how the boys want to eat, and I'm trying to tell can't be treated like clientele because they say she delicious. <laughs> yeah, that is what it's like living with me. Her whole family <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, Every me and my brother do that. My brother sounds like me. We do the same. Yeah, yeah. He, he sounds like he sounds a little bit like the male equivalent of Lindsay, but it was the same. And I'm sitting there still. Are you bla- impressed with me, baby? Yeah. <laughs> Good. And I'm sitting in the car, still black, talking about I can't drive. They are my ride back home. <laughs> I am. This is. I it. love this woman. This is it. This is like every good decision I've made in my life up to this point has led to me being in a car on the way to Disney World, listening to these people sing Fergalicious. Tell me you didn't love it. I did love it. Because with perspective, is like I, I could have been in Harlem, you know, homeless and smoking crack or something, you know. But th- th- this is it's funny because it was like I worked up to this. <laughs> no. This was the win. I'm sorry. We're so white. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I don't really have a problem with it. It's just it was such a ridiculous experience. That, it reminds me of uh, the time after time um, experience that I had with my brother for like a whole fucking like semester of school. 
Oh, yeah. Tell, he yeah. was my only ride to school. Yeah. Uh, my brother was dating this girl, Darcy, for a while. And he loved her deeply and he was going to propose to her. And then he found out, like, right around the time he bought her the ring that she had cheated on him. Yeah. And it was really sad. And his breakup was really tragic. But looking back, it was also a little bit funny. And Michael, forgive me for laughing about this, but it, looking back, it was a little hysterical. Uh, it was sad. Like I said, he was in a really bad place. Um, but he was my ride to school. And he drove me to school. Yeah. And um, during the time that he broke up with Darcy, he got obsessed with this cover of Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. It was by a guy group. It was a little bit more rock and a little bit faster pace. I forgot the fuck, fucking group. I'm surprised I forgot it since it was like a yeah. whole year of my life. Yeah. And I mean, he and I grew close around this time too. Like he came in our room at night because he was living at home at the time and he would talk to me about how heartbroken he was and I'd stay up late with him and we'd have a really lovely discussion. One night he even fell asleep in my bed and I just you know let him stay in there because it was so sad right and um but he would drive me to school and he like literally i drove to school every day listening to my brother going if you could if you're lost you can look and you will find me time after time <laughs> if you fall darcy <laughs> and one day i'll never forget I, I was really patient at first this yeah. went on for months though and i was like one day i looked at him and i go um if you're going to drive off a bridge, can you let me get out of the car first? <laughs> I felt so bad, but it was like, it was sort of hilarious. Just like, I need my bed. I hear the clock ticking. Think of you. You know. He started doing that dry heave, almost throwing and, you know, up crying. And I mean, I feel bad. I'm not trying to like reduce his feelings to a comical moment, but like, when you look at it in a perspective as a comic, there is a lot there. There's a lot. There's a lot of material. And I say in there. this having gone through breakups like that, so I understand that. But that's what my brother and I. My brother and I communicate a lot through music. Every one of our memories and things are attached to that. Right. So, back to the Disney trip. <laughs> we got a little sidetracked there. After Fergalicious, we arrive <laughs> at the Airbnb house. Sorry, I'm a little gassy. Oh boy. Was okay. it Airbnb? I think it was. It was something like it. It, it was something like that. like that. But basically, they were renting a house for the trip for a certain amount of days. We arrived to this place. It was very nice. It was very, very nice. It was two, it was two stories, right? Yeah, two floors, It yeah. was two floors. Um, uh, lots of space. Lots of space. Big, nice kitchen. Cool hot tub. When, now, now, I have to... The thing is, the black perspective of things is always very important for me to talk about because it is a very unique and often hilarious perspective. So and I, I often forget about those differences in our relationship until we're around my family. Right. So I go in there and the first thing I think as a black person was, wow, I've only seen this kind of furniture on sitcoms for, you know, like Full House and all the white people. <laughs> like you, yeah. yeah, I was expecting that theme music to go off when we went up. We were just like, like everywhere up. you look, everywhere there's a heart. Like I thought he that felt like every time we opened the door, we were going to get introduced like a character. Whatever happened to predictability? Introducing Lindsay Elizabeth Cork. Yeah, know? like I thought every time I entered the room. Playing had, Aunt Lindsay. Yeah. Every every time I entered the room, I thought I had to turn to the camera and pose. That's how like this whole house got was. A, is that why every time you got a cup out, you sort of looked at me like you were posing in front of a camera? Yeah, because I, I had to hold on to. Yeah, I, I felt like I just had to do it. Because I was like the black friend that was visiting. In, in black, no, you're the black boyfriend. You're basically like Steve. I was like the Meshach Taylor combined with Steve Urkel of this, conf, of, of this vacation. 
Yeah, because you're not as you're you're kind of sexy like Anthony Bouvier and and cool, but you're also like kind of a nerd. Dude. Right, right, right. Like, actually, Anthony Bouvier was kind of a spaz too. Yeah, he was. He was a he bit of a spaz, like a hyena and shit. But right. anyway, go ahead. So, but this <laughs> this house is very nice. It was like an open four floor plan, and it was enough room for we everybody. Had the nice downstairs bedroom next to the door. Yeah, we can. Like, yeah, near the kitchen. So that was nice. Yeah, that was really was nice. A, I made margaritas the first night and floated around the hot tub listening to Cardi B. I mean, we had a very nice. Yeah, vacation. no, it was nice. I attempted to do a bit of work. Um, for people who don't know, I'm I'm actually a, a animator, and I was trying to get and video in, editor and, and video editor and all kinds of yeah. I do all the animation for the podcast. 3D modeling, whatever. Yeah, and I was trying to get into character animation. I had this course I was doing at the time, and but I couldn't concentrate on it because I just couldn't. It was just too we much shit to absorb. We were on vacation, and there was like, yeah, and I, too much I, happening. Yeah, I was on vacation. I had a rough year. I wasn't really trying to My family takes family photos hard. at Thanksgiving time, so they wanted to do that. Right, which we'll get to the family photo that, that was taken as well. <laughs> you know, For the black so people listening, us. no, it was not one of those all the white people dressed the same and looking slightly to the left type photos. It was white people looking the same and posing differently. Yeah, we all posed differently. And, you know... And I, Charles also got to wear a matching shirt. Right. And the shirt they got me... actually We'll just tell the story now. Let's just tell it. So, basically... Uh, well, why, why don't you tell it? Go ahead. So, my family, being a very white family, likes to do themed family photos. I'm not about it, but I'm the kind of person that I... You know, I like my family, and fuck it. If they want to do this dorky white people shit, whatever. I only have to see them a couple times a year, and... I got a free T-shirt. So um, the, the theme this year um, is was flamingos. The reason being is I actually, yeah, I forgot to count him in the beginning, but um, he's not really my stepbrother. It's a, uh, a, a young man that my stepmom took care of named Jesse. Uh, Jesse has Down syndrome. Yeah. And he's nonverbal. Yeah. He's very cool, though. Like if you eventually. Oh, he's hilarious. You get to, you find, you figure out how he communicates. Yeah. And um, his he just own, has his own way of doing it. Yeah. And he one way he communicates is he has a like a flamingo, a Thai beanie baby named Mo. And he uses Mo to emote his anger or whatever feelings he has. Right. He also um, when he's feeling powerful, he holds his muscles up and poses like Gaston because he likes Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So this year, because Jesse loves flamingos, we decide oh, they all unanimously decided to do a flamingo themed photo shoot. Right. Um, I think Heidi was the only one that re- wasn't really about it. She. Yeah, she was not about it. She's not about any of it. But, yeah. but that's just that, that's just because like. I, I think if it weren't my immediate family, I wouldn't be either. I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me with this shit? But because I love them, I don't mind. Um, yeah, they bought her a flamingo dress, too. She ended up losing it in getting she ready. She might have just forgotten it. I mean, she had a kid to take care of. And yeah, she, you know, she got but, a kid. She got, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff. To but my, my thing was just I, I actually really liked the picture of her dress. I wish she had brought it because I would have just like worn that. Yeah, I thought she it was didn't nice. like it. Um, I had a white T-shirt with flamingos on it. Um, right. I was quite bloated that day. So that was unfortunate. Um <laughs> I never like my I never like the way I look in family photos. I look so hot when I model, and then like I take a family photo and I just look like a pudgy white person. <laughs> I hate it. I get so mad. I'm like, ew, I'm I'm gross. Why am I always gross and fat in my family photos? <laughs> just all bloated. Like I always end up being on my period when we have family photos, so I'm just retaining water and pissed off. <laughs> I always look so grumpy, like I and I'm usually really high. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, so. We were we were taking these family photos, and because um of the fl- flamingo mo, the theme What's for all, all the clothes were flamingos, and right, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't matching. Like each one of us had Everybody a garment. had a different thing. Yeah, we all had a different thing that had a flamingo. Yeah, and on I mean, it. props to my family. They put a lot of work. My my parents and everybody who put it in work to that. I think my stepsisters did too. Now Lindsay was actually worried that the 
garment that they got me, which was a, a polo shirt with flamingos on it. It she was, was really pretty. It was it was it was pretty, but it wasn't like my style anyway. It was red. It had a green color. It had like Christmas colors and had white flamingos on it. It looked like it looked like a dad golf shirt. Yeah, she thought I was gonna be worried. I thought you were going to be upset. I mean, yeah, like, like I was going to be upset. I thought you were going to yeah. like it. Right, right, right. Because it just didn't seem like something you would normally wear. It turns out Charlie likes dad shirts. I was really into this shirt. I was feeling this shirt. I still have the shirt. I've worn it many times since that day. I still have my t-shirt. I wear it sometimes. I, f- I feel like, and here's, here's the reason why. Because I felt like this was the same shirt that you would wear if you were like a New York nightclub douchebag in the early tw- 2010s. See, it looks like a, a dad golf shirt to me. That's I, how I, that's how I, nightclub douchebags in New York but, dress. They dressed up like they were about to be dads. That's hysterical. <laughs> a lot of them did become dads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look nice in it. The colors are great on you. Yeah, I like it a lot. No, it looked good. Like with my skin tone, the red really popped. Popped. It was. That was one of those reds though that looked good on almost any complexion. Mm-hmm. Almost. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, so we had family photos. I, I fucking, like honestly, there's a lot of information I forget. Like I forgot what day we did that. Oh, I don't really remember um, the days, but I mean that the day that that happened isn't as important as the fact that it happened at all but that was cool it was a nice little thing it was a nice trip happened. because like most of us were adults so we weren't like rushing off to the parks we took our time going you know everybody kind of just did their own thing now the new thing about disney world i did not like as i mentioned before i went three times in my life i went uh one time when i was actually no I, this is my fourth time i went one time when i was three one time when i was nine one time when i was 16 in which i got the flu on that trip and that sucked i got the flu like the first night there and i just was miserable the whole time um, and I went this time when I was 31. As for me, this was the very first time that I ever went to Disney So World. if you haven't been to Disney in a while, and you're one of these people that went when you were a kid or a teenager and want to go back, or never been, things have changed. Uh, there's no longer characters just freely walking around. And that, I know it helps control the environment, but it is very sad. Because I miss being able just to walk up to characters that are just standing there and smiling, waving. There's a... I don't know, just the whole vibe of the world in general. There's a new rigidity that we have right. now that isn't as free-spirited as what it used to be. Right. And then the Fast Pass used to be that if you stayed at the Disney parks, um, you got you could use your hotel pass as a Fast Pass. Yeah. Now, I think they also had a thing where at some point you could get like pay for a pa- Fast Pass or whatever. Yeah. Which I think would be great. I mean, personally, I would rather pay for a Fast Pass and get like unlimited uses. Yeah. Um, now they have this thing where you have to get a wristband or use your card, like your ticket to the park. Right. You have to s- s- go on your phone on a phone app, schedule what time you want to go on a ride. You only get like a certain amount of fast pass uses a day. Yeah. And that's very unfortunate because like the yeah. lines weren't even all that horrible to begin with. Some of them I was willing to wait a couple of hours for because I wanted to ride them. But like, you know, whatever reason they... Yeah, that fast closed down or that whatever. fast pass thing was its own. Well, I, I'll tell you what, because we're about to get into the whole park situation. Let's just wait, let, let's talk about the first day. So the first park we did at we, Disney, we did World. the Hollywood Studios the first day. And, and for those who are listening who have never been, Disney World and Disneyland are two different parks. Disney World is in Florida. Disneyland is in California. And they have different um, things. Like for example, in Hollywood Studios, we have at Florida's Disney World the Hollywood Tower of Terror, which is one of my favorite rides, and I ride it. It's religious when i go to the hollywood uh, t- studios i because it used to be formerly known as mgm studios mgm used to be a part of it yeah um they had a replica of the chinese theater in la yeah and they had the great movie ride in it which they have removed since they've separated from mgm and it's devastating to me yeah and um but anyway at yeah. that park i we had um yeah yeah they, well, uh, really quick in disney world it's actually a collection of four parks there are magic kingdom animal kingdom hollywood and epcot 
And Magic Kingdom is the one with the big ass castle that you see anytime you watch a Disney movie. Like yeah, they the, have Cinderella, the Cinderella Castle. Cinderella castle. And, and which now, fun fact, you can stay there in a hotel. Like it's a very expensive thing, but you can stay in Cinderella's castle now, which I think is lovely. And I think if I go go to Disney in future, I'd like to do it up and probably stay there. But the first day we actually went into the park, we ended up going into Hollywood Studios. Now, when Holly, when we went to Hollywood Studios, every level of financial cynicism I had turned on at the same time. I took one look at these when that this this kiosk of Lilo and Stitch uh plushies and they were just these little teddy bear things. These things what were they like 15 30 dollars something like that a piece. The thing I is, took one look at that and my wallet almost exploded in my pocket. I was like absolutely not. And we weren't not. thirsty for money. We were making good money. We yeah. I mean we still are, but like then you know we were definitely not suffering. Yeah, but, like we, yeah, we. It, it's not like we would have felt it, but it was such a stupidly, it would just was a bad thing to spend money on. I was vibrating with joy because that's one of my favorite parks. Because one, as I mentioned, the Tower of Terror is there. Um, the Rock and Roller Coaster by Aerosmith is there, and uh, the Voyage of Little Mermaid show is there. And I'll explain to you why that is such a sentimental show to me later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, all right, so so we in this park and we're going through. And I'm, and again, I'm just like, the ain't, ain't, ain't none of these motherfuckers gonna get into my money. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't doing that. You can't have it. You can't have my money, Disney. Yeah, that changed a little bit throughout you can't the park. Ha- it, I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> that switch got he 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 got his I'm, inner I'm child wait a, wait, switch. Wait, don't wait a second. Hard. Wait a minute. We gonna get to that. All right, we gonna get to that. All right. So oh, we in the Disney fun. park and we walking around. And I'm not a Disney person. I was not really a fan of Disney as a kid. I was a very grumpy child. You, you, were, you were born an angry old man. That's... I was the kind of person. I was the kind of kid where at three years old, I would be screaming Lion King in the movie theater in my stroller. But the second Mufasa died, I just checked out because the other two acts were terrible. Uh, to me, I check out after Timon and Pumbaa. I, I didn't even, man, I damn near forgot those characters were in the movie until I watched it again at 10. <laughs> I just I, I wasn't I wasn't into it. I, I just Disney just didn't appeal to my sensibilities. I was the kind of kid where if you made baby noises at me, I would get legitimately upset. Like I, I would be a baby that had his intelligence insulted and I would stare at you angrily until you apologize. Yeah, Charles to me. is a very surly old man. Carry on. Yeah, I always was. So <laughs> so when I got to Disney, it just kicked all that stuff back in. So we just walking around and we looking at rides and different attractions and I'm just unimpressed. But Lindsay, on the other hand, what, what how, how are you feeling? I was really happy because, like, though, as I realized, Disney has changed for me as a 31-year-old woman versus um, a child because I was there with kids this time. Yeah. And I got to say, I never thought I would say it. I thought I would not like Disney from that perspective. But going with kids, I can't wait to have my own kid and go back. I had a really good time. Disney with I'm, one kid, like with my with my nephew, it was great. So if I had, like, a baby, I would have a great time. I'm going to say this. If you're an adult... And you go to Disney World. If you don't have a child to help you enjoy it, the whole thing is bullshit. It's just I mean, not trash. Everyone feels like that. I'm sure. Every, I'm sure everybody has their own perspective. That some people don't like kids, but for me, it was very different. This time, I I rode the rides I wanted to ride. I went around and saw the attractions I wanted to see, and I felt ready. You know, I didn't want to stay till closing most nights. I was I was keen on leaving by 7 p.m. Going to the gas station outside of the park, getting some cherry coke and munchies, going back to the um, the house, making margaritas, having snacks, and um, smoking a bowl and floating in the hot tub. Like yeah, after like a, after from like you know 
noon to seven, I was very satisfied with my day. For me, if it wasn't for, for your nephew, basically the whole thing would have just been noise and colors that I didn't want to be. So and brands that I didn't like, I characters to, I, I didn't care fun. for. I mean, I had fun the last day without Caleb, but it wasn't the same kind of fun. Yeah, it just it was there was a piece of it that just felt empty because yeah, I I enjoyed it like I enjoyed carrying him to, to into Pirates of the Caribbean and you know riding like at that you know that Great Thunder Mountain with him because that was the first roller coaster I ever rode and I was about his age when I rode it right and like, yeah there's actually a whole actually there's a whole um, experience I had with Little Charlie at the Voyage of Little Mermaid too yeah I wanted to get to that next we went to the Voyage of Little Mermaid afterwards uh, 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 like not afterwards but like at sometime some in that afternoon and we did a few like I mostly hung out with my brother his wife and his kid but we met up with the rest of the family yeah uh, to, to do certain events and um one of them was the show, The Voyage of Little Mermaid. And for those who haven't been to Disney, that's just a reenactment of The Little Mermaid with a live action actress and, you know, a, you know, a puppet of Ursula. There was, it was really a lot of fun. And I saw it the first time when I was three. And Little Mermaid was my favorite movie as a kid. And I remember I looked at my mom when I was three and I said, Mommy, it's Ariel. And she started crying because it was so sweet. And when she told me that, I didn't understand why she cried until uh, my stepniece, a Charlie... Uh, also named Charlie. Yeah. Uh, was like, Look. she she's a little she she's she's a little white girl. I'm a large black man. She's she's same little, name. She's a little Charlie. <laughs> little Charlie. Um, but she's uh she was like all excited, like, look, look at that. And I just started fucking crying. And I wasn't tr- I was trying to not do it very obviously. <laughs> no, it was obvious. I looked over and she she was she was tearing uh, up. Oh god, it was so hard. It was like I'm I'm crying thinking about it. It's so it was like I like mom senses were just on that whole trip for me. Like it was just maternal explosion for me. Yeah, that was a great moment. And and while while this is happening to my right, to Lindsay's left is me sitting there grumpy and bored, staring at the laser show. You're like I'm getting wet from the splashing of these Yeah. <laughs> of this she, fake water and shit. She's like that goddamn Ariel sprayed me one more time. And she sprayed me one more time. I'm going up there and I'm slapping her in the mouth. Like that's how I'm set. I was getting <laughs> And I'm over here like sobbing over part of your world like no. a fucking idiot. Like that's not even my kid. Yeah. It's not even my kid. And she's like, look, look. she's talking to me more than her mom during this show. Right. And I'm like, Duh! Yeah. So so that ends and we leave the area and I'm still crying. And um <laughs> Lindsay and Heidi go off with Caleb to take some pictures with um a couple of characters like yeah, uh, Fancy Nancy. Yeah, like and, Fancy Nancy like the and stuff that and, we didn't really have as kids, but who, who's, likes- who's the girl who, with who's the the vampire? Oh, uh, Vampirina. Vampirina, Fancy Nancy. Um, uh, he really likes Vampirina. He yeah, really, he likes both of them, but like right. So you know, the puppy dog pals, all that shit. That's what he watches. Right. So they're doing that, and I'm I'm just looking around, and like all of a sudden, I'm standing there. And in the middle of the crowd, the crowd just suddenly parts. <laughs> and I hear Star Wars Empire music. And I'm like, what in, in the, the hell is happening? The entire I see Darth Vader. I see Ray. Old, 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 old tiny looking ass. Um, <laughs> I see she is tiny. But you called her old tiny looking ass. She's a yeah. young woman, Charles. She's younger than us. Ray, she tiny. I'm, I see Darth Maul. I see a bunch of stormtroopers. Chewbacca. Chewbacca. It's a whole parade of Star Wars here. I'm like, yo, what is going on you here? Forget, you didn't know about Galaxy's Edge being in that park. I had no idea about this. So, so, I, so, so this shit happens. I'm like, wow, that was 
actually pretty dope. And, I'm a Star Wars fan. That was cool. And for what people don't know, like if you haven't been to Disney, they have a new park called Galaxy's Edge in Star at, at, at Disney. It's a it, Star yeah, it's, Wars park. Yeah. Now, what used to be there was the MGM movie tour and, you know, TV show tour where you could go and look at like houses like from George of the Jungle. And one of those houses happened to be the house where the Golden Girl, one of the exterior houses for the Golden Girls, the other one's in L.A. So we can still go see that one because right. I saw the Florida one and right, it's just right. a house house. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, that was sad for me because I'm a huge Golden Girls fan. But you right. know, later, Charles will tell you what is there now in that exact spot. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll get to that next. So basically, the Star Wars things happen and I'm sitting there standing next to Michael, keeping him company while we're waiting for um, Lindsay, Lindsay, Heidi and Caleb to get back. I look over at Michael. I'm like, I did. That was cool. What, what did you think of that? He was he was like, yeah, that was all right. But I'm but he's on his phone and like he's really focused on his phone. Michael, Michael can't concentrate and talk to people. If he's on his phone, you might as well be talking to a wall. That's just well, I mean, is. he was paying attention. But like, you know, like he, he just wasn't impressed because he was into something more impressive. And I was like, what you what you in, what you looking at on your phone? He was just like, I heard that they make real lightsabers here. And, and I'm like, like oh. I'm like, huh? That's and droids. What? Yeah, he was like, they make real lightsabers and droids at Disney World. And that's something. If you told nine year old Lindsay that, I would have flipped a fucking table. I mean, I still, <laughs> like I I wanted to get one done. They were expensive, so I just let Charlie do it. Wait, 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 wait! Don't, don't you get don't too sweat. far ahead. You didn't yeah, get yeah. too far ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So Michael says this, and I'm like, what do you mean they sell real lightsabers? Like, like, like um, cause it, cause behind us at the time there was a store. It was um like it was like a Star Wars themed store where they were selling lightsabers that you can make, and he was saying that they you could get a custom made lightsaber at Disney World. I'm like, oh yeah, there's the one right over there. But those were the cheap ones. Those yeah, yeah, like- I didn't know that. Like we we walked in there, and I I was like, yeah, it's these, right? And he was like, nah, no. these are the cheap ones. We like those the ones you get for kids. Yeah, yeah, the the ones that I'm talking about, they're like high end expensive like like a, like weaponry. A, like a light thing. Like it has an yeah. actual light. Like yeah, it has a like filament. A light. Yeah, it has like a filament tube thing that ha- that acts as a saber you itself. Can even slide in crystals to change so, the color. Wait, you you're getting too far ahead. Wait a minute. One at a time. <laughs> Hold on. So 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 basically um he says this, right? And I'm like, okay, that sounds pretty cool. You wanna find that? And he says, yeah, we need to find that. So that became his whole mission the whole day. It was just like it, it was like, um, find these lightsabers, find this lightsaber. And me, I'm just like, uh, he gets I, obsessed with shit. Like he'll focus on it for a long time. Yeah. It, 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 it was, it was just, it, you got to lean closer. I was going to, I was like, I was just stretching my back. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I just, I, cause I want them to hear you. I, I, I didn't want oh, to know. I mean, my voice carries. You can yeah. hear it really well anyway. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he was like, find these lightsabers. I'm like, all right, well, that sounds cool. Whatever. It'd be nice to see at least where they do it. That'd be cool. The day continues and night falls. As night falls, we are doing our best to locate the place where the lightsabers are. We had already been into Galaxy's Edge because that was also the same day Caleb did the thing. So yeah, yeah, we were. Oh, I'm skipping over. I'm skipping over my favorite part of this day. They have this fucking thing called Padawan training. Called Padawan training. It is the dopest thing. Like before that. I wasn't even, I wasn't, I didn't give a fuck about Disney. I did not care about Disney World. I was not, I didn't, I wasn't even in it. I might as well not have been there. But when Padawan training happened, let me tell you about Padawan training. <laughs> let me tell you about this. So, first of all, let's credit Heidi for working as hard as she did to get him in this. Yeah, because they had an opening. Randomly. Yeah, they had a random opening. This was not easy. She was on her mom game OD that day. Like, she was not messing around. 
OD. OD. Yeah. You mean OG? Not OD. It's an older. Overdose? Yeah. It's an old. Yeah. Mom overdose? No, it, it. No, that's not the con. Like, she didn't overdose on being a mom. It's a context thing. She was on. Anyway, she was. She did. She was. She was on her mom game mm-hmm. for real, real. Like, right. So she went and gave her name in case they had an opening, and someone canceled. Right. So someone canceled, and she was watching this thing like a hawk all day. She got Caleb into the Padawan training. And like I, one of the last ones they did, I think, during the day. Here's how it works. So basically, you you a little kid, and you go. I think you could be up to twelve. I think. Yeah, you could be up to like twelve years old. You can go, which is a shame because I'm sure there are plenty of adults who wanted to do the same thing. Me. Yeah, but technically, paddle one or children's home. Right. Um. So you go in and um, you you go into the place. You're a little kid, and they give you a Jedi robe and they give you a lightsaber. And then, like the Star Wars parade, you you are walking in a parade of children holding a flag that says Padawan team do, coming through. Oh, and they do their little Padawan chant, which I, I don't remember how it went. Yeah, they did a Padawan. I don't remember the Padawan chant either. It was very cute. Actually, we have it on video somewhere. Like here, it's like, here come the Padawan, here we come, or some shit. Yeah, it was like, here come the Padawans, here we come, or something like that. It was super cute, and they were carrying a little banner like they were having a Caleb was in the front carrying the banner, carrying half of the banner. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Dressed as a tiny Obi-Wan Kenobi. Actually, he kind of looked like if Post Malone was a was a Star Wars character as a kid. He looks like Post Malone. He does look like Post Malone. He looks like Post Malone with no tattoos and at as you a child. You say that because he likes Post Malone and raps Post Malone. That's why I call him Pre Malone. That's exactly why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he's 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 marching through the whole park, or at least that part of the park. And he is ecstatic super ecstatic he is smiling and i'm like he's a very happy kid already yeah he's fun i'm looking at him like yo this is this is actually really cool so he goes up there right Mm -hmm. and this and a couple of jedi uh act a couple of actors come out and they're supposed to be the jedi and they're all being led by this jedi master who's being played by by this tall black lady actually it was all women doing the training yeah it was was all women and because we all know as Star Wars fans, that the women in Star Wars are the most baddest and the you know best fucking Jedi, as far as I'm concerned. Even not, even the non Skywalkers. How many non Skywalker women were there? Oh, quite a few. Actually. Yeah, the only Skywalker woman there really was was um, besides Padme. Well, that's not Skywalker. But you know what I mean? Like, um, no, but I, I feel you. I see what you're saying. Well, actually, yeah, it was Skywalker actually. So yeah, Padme was cool. Leia was cool. Yeah. Like the women are always better, but like even Laura Dern's character in the one of the newer ones. Right. So, so the the Jedi's come out, the actors come out, and they're just like, so we're gonna do some training, and they train them to do like a up down sweep and everything. Caleb was grabbing his blade. He was yeah. not. He was he was enthusiastic where he lacked his skill. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was so, proud of him anyway. He drove. Yeah. He was touching the saber and everything, and they were just like, "You gotta hurt your hands, buddy." They were roasting him. Yeah. They were so roasted. Him. I was like, "Yo, you don't have to point it out." Like, come on, man. Like, not even five yet. <laughs> like he, come on. Like he probably got stage fright. He don't know what's going on. We don't put him. We put him in a robe and gave him a a, 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 a sword blade. that lights up and put him on a stage with a bunch of strangers. How did how well Getting did attacked you, by a bunch of grown ass men? And shit? Well, well, that that. that well, they was like, how how well did you think that would go? So they do the tr- they do that training part, and they're just like in Act Two. They were like, okay, kids, because they were like in front of a like a cave set up. They were like, okay, kids, the the cave is gonna show us our our your fears. We're gonna do some training right now to 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 face your fears. The fucking doors open up. Out come Darth Vader and Kylo Ren. And for they force in choke full. This bitch. 
costume and I was like, oh my God, they're going to murder these children. <laughs> they're going to kill these Well, kids. at first they came out and Charles, I'm pretty sure Charles and I just audibly, because at this point I, I had stopped filming. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Charles and I, and I, re- I like I kept stopping and starting so I could have shorter videos. But at some point, Charles and I just went, <gasps> we were just yeah. like so excited to oh, see. Oh, I got scared. I was legitimately. I was geeking out. I was like, it's Darth Vader. Because I saw Darth Vader. I was, I got flashbacks from when he murdered all them younglings in episode three. I'm like, they're going to murder my nephew. They're going to murder my <laughs> Get him away from him. The best part Get him is, away. The best part is they separated the kids into groups and uh, my nephew got to fight Darth Vader, not Kylo Ren, which. That's a more challenging. If my nephew beats Darth Vader, he's a real badass. If you beat Kylo Ren, you just have to hurt his feelings. Yeah, yeah. All you got to do is say the wrong thing, and he'll tantrum and trip over himself. Yeah, he'll, he'll, like, he and his, like, little man square titties and his out-of-shape-in-shape pants. Right, exactly. What he gonna do, flex you to death? <laughs> what's what's the matter, Kylo? Are you gonna kill me with your titties? Yeah, exactly. Nah, no offense to Adam Driver. I do like Adam Driver a lot. Kylo but them Ren's pants that they push, put him in, though? I bet his dick hurt after that. They, it looked like it did. They looked like those 1940s pants that, like, Robert Redford would wear. They looked like MC Hammer's pants, but, like, a misprint. Like, it was too much fabric whose on pants, them. Other than 80-year-old men, whose pants end at the under underneath their titty? Right underneath the tit, like his pants is touching his nipples. Yeah, it might as well. Like it was like a, it looked like a jumper or a romper. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. so we were, <laughs> <laughs> so Caleb got to fight Darth Vader. He did a great job, and all he actually the, held his uh, lightsaber right. Yeah, he held his own, and then all the kids had. Uh, so Darth Vader kidnaps the black lady. Which I thought was odd. He force choked. Like he force choked. That felt a little racial. Yeah, he force choked the only black woman into the cave, and then you didn't see her for the rest of it until the end. And I was like, all right, well that 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 made me feel some kind of way. But she also got to be the leader, so we didn't know how to. Yeah, she was the leader. It was like so you took. So you let Darth Vader snatch the lead black woman. Into a dark room. I. All right, whatever. So Kylo was there, and he and he's just like children join the dark side of the force or whatever. And the other kids, they, they and no, the 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 Jedi actor, she's just like, no, resist him. Remember, it's just an illusion. And he's just like, fuck all that. I'm not no illusion. I'm about to take your kid. <laughs> he didn't speak like that. I'm surprised <laughs> my nephew just didn't didn't jump in line and be like, I'll go. I gotta admit, those kids dealt with that way better than the adults did. Like we were, they, a we lot were of us screaming. We were so fucking scared. Oh, like, no, no! It's like, don't you <laughs> tear him! <laughs> don't you tear him! And the kids are basically like, "Fuck you!" Eat <laughs> a dick, motherfucker! Yeah, like they were holding up little middle fingers. They so so all swinging the ki- their blades. All the shit. kids at the same time used the force on Kylo Ren, and Caleb was right in the front and fucked his ass up. They pushed him into the cave and then they pulled the black woman out with their little force powers yeah and by this point i am crying yeah. and i'm like in the audience holding my camera going you're doing amazing sweetie i was like yo this is actually <laughs> like if disney didn't have that here they would not have won me i cried i was crying that was again so, like, i cried so many times that day that was so cool oh my god oh, and i wasn't even in it i just got to watch it I but wanted it was to be like, in it. i was so mad i wanted to be in it because it was so fun it was like what it was like watching my nephew or what would be a nephew-in-law or future nephew-in-law <laughs> no i mean watching my yeah it was like watching we, my nephew married, be, it would be legally your nephew right it would be watching my it would be like watching my nephew in a star wars movie and i was like yo this was actually really really cool and he did a kick-ass job he did a good job so that ends, and I'm like, all right, Disney's starting to grow on me. So we continue to explore. And you got your light. And, and uh, we, 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 get, we continue to explore, yeah. and then nightfall happens. And during the night, that's when we finally find 
Galaxy's Edge. Now, Galaxy's Edge is the place where you can buy a droid or a very expensive but very realistic custom lightsaber, and you can also buy other lightsabers now, modeled after ones. It's a, movie. a whole experience. You have to make a reservation. We yeah. and again, this was another fluke luck thing. Uh, the reservation that we wanted to get opened up because someone had canceled. Right. And when you go, you could pick what style, you know, sabers and stuff you want. They give you a special pin, decide whatever style you go with. And it's a very custom experience and you could bring one guest. So my brother brought his wife and child and um, Charles brought me. Yeah. So we all got to go in there. And when you go in there, it's this whole performance where this guy who is this actor who, um, Play the dude who manufactures lightsabers, and he talked about... He's one of the gatherers. Yeah, he's one of the gatherers. And he started off by talking about how there were different crystals. In fact, we have footage of that. We might just um, put up a video of it so that people can see what it looks like on the inside. Maybe. Um, but basically, he was explaining that there were d- the different crystals that give the lightsaber their power and, and their, their color. And their energy. And their energy. It was very spiritual. I was actually just in it for the spiritual conversation. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> I had a great time. Though. And, you know, I, I, I had to hold it down. I kept it real. So I got I got the Mace Windu, the purple, you know. Well, tell them what, you know, you got like the... the um, I got the Nature's Force, I think. It was like something like that. Yeah, it was like Nature Force it was, lightsaber parts. It, it was really parts. cool. It had like... The, what, what kind of tooth was it? The, it was a Rancor tooth a on the end tooth. of the lightsaber. And it was, it was, really it was cool. very kind of earthy looking. And he got the... He went purple, which I... It's my, it's my favorite color. Yeah. So I told him... You should go purple, but you know. But I had to represent because you know my man Sam Jackson out there holding it down, making sure that 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 there's black Jedi's in this universe. They got other options, you know, and not every single one of us look like we're selling Colt forty five. Shout out to uh, Billy D Williams and Childish Gambino. Anyway, so I get my lightsaber. It's 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 purple, and I put it together pretty quickly. Like they walk you through it. The first person to finishers. Yeah, and it's kind of aggravating because when they walk you through it, it suddenly goes from being this epic movie-like immersion thing to a bunch of people talking over each other in a room. It was very loud. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that part, but it was cool as fuck. Otherwise, it was mad cool. So basically, we, um, we get our lightsabers. I got one. We got the crystal. I got one. Michael got one. We're geeking out. We walking through Disney World. Mind you. I started out the day saying they are not going to get my money. I left first day with spent a, more money than I did with a two hundred dollar lightsaber. All I bought for myself <laughs> that whole trip was Minnie Mouse ears. Yeah, and um, I drank a little bit. That was like it, Charles. Well, we we spent a lot of money on on food. Um, we did like, though, but like what I'm saying is like you spent the most money on souvenir stuff, and I thought it would be the total opposite. Yeah, initially I wasn't even going to do it. You were the one who actually talked me into it. Well, you didn't want to spend the money, but no, we were doing okay. I didn't want to spend it on we myself. Were doing okay, on money. Yeah, and I really, I, I genuinely think that because you didn't really have enough experiences growing up that were child friendly, and you never really had fun. Yeah, and I've had so many experiences. I was very financially fortunate growing up my family may have been abusive but i got a lot of experiences like this you didn't so i'd rather you spend the money on you this time and you know get to have your disney experience and especially I, considering you were compromising and going when you didn't even really want to initially and i, I appreciated that and i still have that lightsaber i keep it wrapped up inside of its um it has it comes with a little baggie you can get yeah i gotta get new batteries i think the batteries ran out it doesn't uh light up anymore but i um but anyway so yeah so that that's basically how that day ended. We got well, lightsabers. Well, you gotta tell them about what where the Golden Girls house was. Yes, Galaxy's Edge is sitting on top of the original spot where they would shoot the Golden Girls. Specifically, the building where you built the lightsaber. You asked yeah. people where the Golden Girls house was, and they said roughly around where the lightsaber. Yeah, thing was. and we found out later that Galaxy's Edge was 
basically on top of where that studio was. And it was so eerie for me because I that was one of my favorite parts of Disney. It was eerie. There was like this energy to that place. If you were a Golden Girls fan, you could sense it. There was like an you energy. You sensed it too? Yeah, there was an energy to that place where it was like you can feel. Because three out of the four are dead. So I feel like a piece of their energy is still there. Yeah. Like, even though, even if they didn't even shoot there because that's an exterior thing. Yeah. There's something about. You can feel it. Yeah, it, it was it was really weird. It was because they shot in California, but like there's still something about that location. It just has Golden Girls energy all over it. Right. It it was an eerie spot, but you know that was cool, and that's basically how that day ended. Now we did the second day. We did Epcot. So the way that Hollywood Studios was good, Epcot day was bad. And before you ask, how in the fuck do two generally very happy people have a bad day at Disney World? We're about to fucking tell you. Yeah. Um, it Now, I had a generally good day, but my day went south by proxy of what happened with Charles. So first, um, to, to break it down for non-Disney visitors, Epcot is not only where the Carousel of Progress is. Oh, no, 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 no. The Carousel of Progress is not at Epcot. Oh, it's not? It's Magic the Kingdom? The Carousel of Progress is at, at the Magic Kingdom. It's inside of... Um, oh, that's right. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. I- I feel like Tomorrowland should be in Epcot and my brand switches around. Yeah. Epcot but that, that's is where... The, that's the story of the next Epcot day. Epcot has like a Space Mountain... Uh, wait, is Space Mountain in Epcot too? Space yes. Mountain is in Space Mountain's Epcot, right? Epcot, yes. Yeah. And it's like where a lot of sciencey stuff is, but it's also where all the countries are. They have um, England, France, um, Italy, Germany, China, Japan, China. Uh, yeah, China. Do they have China in Japan? I don't remember. Yeah, they have them. Yeah, they they're have, right next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were just like kind of close together on top of each other. Morocco. Uh, Morocco. Um, just different countries you could visit. Like uh, in England, we got we went to a, a Twinings Tea Company and got like some rose and uh, blueberry tea. We're still drinking that stuff. That oh, lasted have, a long we time. We have one rose left, and I'm going to go online and see if I can find Rose Garden Tea because that is my favorite. That I, shit was good. If you haven't tried rose tea and you like the sweet flavor of rose, definitely go for it. It's very light. If we ever get to a point as a Jug of Sip podcast where we can make our own rose tea, we will do so. Yeah, we're we're down to do that. We're, we're, we love it. We that had much. a generally good day at the beginning. Like um, yeah. that's actually where I got my Minnie Mouse ears. We were having a generally good morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I rode Space Mountain a couple of times. You know, whatever. And um, so we're walking around, and it, it's we. My family decides to have Thanksgiving dinner in Germany, and bless them. You know, they did the best they could, and my family does a really good job um, making sure everybody feels included and um, happy. Yeah. This was just a bad day combined with that meal was just atrocious. But before we get to that, we're walking around the countries. And we're hitting it. We're, we're traveling because it's a ring when you go there. It's a there. circle. You kind of It's a giant circle around a, 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 a huge lake and you have to loop the circle. It's like traveling around every, the world. You have to go in yeah, the like, Right. That's the point. It, it make you go around a literal circle. So we're hitting all the countries and it gets to a point where it's late and we have to find Germany. So... We're walking, and we walk through this area that's just called... What, what, were you generally good? Because you had gone... You were generally good all day up until the evening. So the day itself was fine. It wasn't until nightfall yeah. that shit started going... To, when was, I started to notice... It was post-Japan, because we went to Japan. Yeah. My brother and Heidi had like a little incident in Morocco, but we were apart from that. Oh, and, that, and that's another thing, really quick. In every single location, they hire people that were from those countries. So in Japan, they had it's Japanese really people. In France, they had French speakers. They had... You know, German people in Germany, J- Japanese people in Japan. Jap- yeah, well, in Germany is a whole other thing. They had German people in Germany for the most part, um, but that has some cultural implications that we will get into because of the implication. Yes, because of the implication. So, <laughs> um, go ahead. So after Japan, because we get through Japan, Charles and I are having a great time. I'm showing him 
because uh, he lo- he loves Japanese culture, so I'm I knew he'd be really into it. I'm showing him the koi pond, and he's yeah. taking photos, taking photos, which is odd for him with statues. Mm-hmm. Um, I was showing him how you can like mine your own pearls, which I did in high school. So we were having a great time. So around dinner time, uh, we decide to go ride one more ride. Remember, the ride happened before Germany. The, the yeah. Elsa ride. Yes. So there was this ride in the Scandinavia area, and 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 the uh, fucking uh. Nord, Nord, Nordic area. Norway. Like, Norway. Norway. Yeah, I was it was like, Norway. What's, I'm like, what's Nordic? I am like so stupid today. I'm so tired. Um, and in Norway, there was a ride there years ago called, um, I think it was Odin something or whatever. And it was basically, um, it was just a like a Norse boat that, you know, Viking boat that you went on and they bring you up, like it's a water ride. It's kind of rocky. And then they bring you up to this thing where it looks like you're going to go over this waterfall. Then you go backwards and go down a smaller thing. And I don't, I don't remember ever getting wet on it, but again, the, the ride had changed and they made it into a frozen ride. And the part where you go backwards, now Elsa is standing there singing and there's no waterfall. And it's terrifying. Okay. It's so, terrifying. Okay. Let me explain. Ch- Charles, let's, let me explain this. It's not terrifying. It is to terrifying. To Charles it is because Charles hates water. Well, I don't like cold water. Well, I get don't like very, cold water. I get very freaked out. And he also out. doesn't know how to swim. I get very freaked out if cold water is like splashing on my body. I don't know why. I'm I'm not really sure why this is, but it's a very guttural response. I feel like I'm it's drowning. It's very primal. It's very primal. You yeah, get very it, upset. I, it feels like I'm drowning. I legitimately don't know why this and is. And I feel bad. I didn't mean to betray his trust, but I, I asked him to get on the ride with me because he doesn't ride a lot of rides. And I was like, you, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't get wet on this ride. I don't remember ever getting wet on it. Um, And if you do, it's probably not going to be much. You yeah. know, I, I I was honest with you as best I could be yeah. from what I remembered. But the and thing is, the water wasn't the part that was terrifying. It was the frozen characters. Oh, you you made it. You couldn't explain it that night, though. I couldn't explain it that night because I was going through too much. So you didn't like those animatronic characters. Which those is- animatronic characters were absolutely terrifying because they didn't look like. First of all, they. What about the ones on the other rides that you saw? Though they weren't as terrifying to you. No, because basically what they did is they took animatro- animatronic shapes and they projected faces onto the head shapes of these characters. Oh, is that what they did? Yeah, I you didn't can even tell. Because I was just like enjoying it, the ride itself. It's just that the projections were so realistic that it made what was two D look three D at every possible. I wasn't angle. That paying that much attention to the characters. To be honest, I was more there for the ride itself because I liked that boat ride. Yeah, and I wanted to ride one more like thing before we went to dinner. So at the end of the ride, uh, a little bit of water, just a tiny bit, splashes on Charles' bare arm, but it was cold water. And he was already on edge. Um, and we'll explain why I was on edge pre- prior, prior to that to ride we in saw, a second. But yeah, so that, he, so that set him off edge. So tell him what triggered you into the mood you were in before we got on that ride. Because we, we were, you were in a great mo- mood. We were walking into Norway, and we passed this area called the Trade Post. Outpost. Outpost. I'm sorry. I keep saying Trade Post. Outpost. So we're walking, again, like, like Lindsay said, we're walking, and we passed this area called the Outpost. And it, it looked like just a bathroom and a snack area. And it was sounding like, uh, it kind of reminded me of 125th Street in 90s Harlem. But it was such a small section. It was a very small section. There was just one booth with, like, what, where Japan had several, a couple of stores. It had a couple of stores It had, like, one big store and, like, a couple of buildings and some statues. And the other countries had, uh, like... Actually, every single country had stores and buildings. And I think and Mexico had like a restaurant that was shaped yeah. like a a, a a Mayan temple. They the, yeah they were and their it, own towns pretty much. But the out uh, the, the outpost, outpost had just one little booth selling African style like elephants and yeah, things like that. It was like a it was just like a shack, and it was next to a snack bar, and and that's 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 what it was. And I didn't. I didn't pay any. Post or whatever I, I didn't called. pay any attention to it initially because it was so small and it was so 
it wasn't very well lit. It was like they were trying to hide it from people. And, and, I, didn't, I, and didn't, I didn't think anything of it. I myself. didn't think anything of it when I initially saw it. But the first thing I thought was, wow, OK, we must be going into a, like an like I thought it was the start of an Africa like section. And we Me just too. walked through it instead. We walked past it as, as opposed to going into it. Yeah, because when we were coming back, I was like, I didn't see that there was like an area of Africa. The and reason, I don't remember that. We need to walk through and see if we can find it. Again, the reason I recognize it is because I grew up in Harlem and in Harlem on 125th Street, you can buy authentic african uh artifacts and and statues and and uh walking sticks and everything very high-end stuff you could you could buy from there so i was so familiar with that merchandise because i grew up around it it was blocks away from my house my whole life that's why i didn't buy anything from there so yeah that's another reason i didn't buy anything from there because i was like disney about to sell me something i could get near my house for for much cheaper cheaper, just because they got the real estate fuck out of here anyway so um so we so we walked past it, right? And we're just like, did we pass by Germany? Like, we were getting confused because we didn't know if we passed it or not because we were walking pretty fast. I think we actually stepped over China. And I was like, oh, China. I think we have... Because we were trying to get to Norway first, and we were like, I think it's over a little past Norway. We were just trying to figure out where the fuck we were because it was getting darker. So... It wasn't very good lighting over there. Yeah, so I look at the map, and I'm like, okay, we went here, 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 here. And then I see right above where the Africa area was, it said outpost. outpost. And, and then... The entire then I took the totality of everything that I saw and how they dealt with every single culture before and after. And it hit me all at once how they dealt with Africa. And they tell them what tell the people listening what an outpost is. So they understand what we felt. Basically, an outpost, uh, an outpost is a point where you trade goods. They named the Africa place. They named Africa. The place based off the, Africa. The, the, basically, the place where you go to trade goods, like a slave post. That's what yeah. they were called. That where, where you would buy slaves you would buy tea on or a slave herbs trip, and then slaves. And they were bought like common goods. Yeah, and they, items. yeah, they, they they were bought at outposts, like when they were using the boats. But after that, it, it was just. It was um, at one point during slavery they did that. Yeah, in in the in the early stages of it, in the triangle trade, when they still had the boats before they were doing the and, you the know, breeding. There might be people out there who were like, "Well, outpost means something different." To different places. No, this was supposed to be based off Africa. The well, shit yeah, that, was, like, that, that was clearly that's, why it was That's offensive. the issue, because obviously outpost doesn't mean slave trade. Outpost trade means trade point. Usually, yeah, or like different yeah, things. Yeah, like, outpost just means a place where you buy goods. But it's the principle of the fact that they decided to name, they didn't name, because China was named China. Japan was named Japan. Morocco was Morocco. Germany, Germany was Germany. Germany. Mexico was, was Mexico. Norway, Britain, all of those Africa places. Was Africa was called Outpost. So this It was the only place. it was the smallest place. It was the it was the worst lit. They had the least amount of merchandise. They had one one black person, two black people working there. Everybody else there w- was of of um a different race, which was fine. Tech, like generally that's fine, but when you consider how they handled everything else around it, that was very not fine. It was just the principle of how they chose to deal with Africa. It's like the it's it's like whoever came up with Epcot, which I found out later was Walt Disney. Initially, it was supposed to be a, something totally different. It was supposed to be a utopian society that Walt Disney thought of, and ironically, it became an uh, uh, it became a reflection of what what that park saw the world as. According to that reflection, Africa is this. This ba- trade place. It's, it's like for trading. That's it. It's like they took all of the many cultures that oh, are just in that, Africa, yeah. the continent by itself, and they just pushed it into, and they just said all of Africa is just a shack and some wooden sticks. And uh, Egypt is in Africa. People yeah. don't realize, like, yeah, 
Egypt is a part of Africa. It is a part of Africa. If they wanted, it's they could have just line, did Egypt. But, like it's in Africa. Yeah, that's where that's where the world book starts to become the Middle East. But they could have just did Egypt. It would have still counted as Africa. They could have done any part of Africa they wanted. They could have even done like. Do you know how dope um, it would have been to do an ancient Egypt part of Epcot? That would have been the shit. Yeah, or even if they did any other part of Africa, they could have. They could have did Kush, culture. which is very similar to Egypt, they but they were also not had African the same food, like a could've restaurant. Did, yeah, like African it, food is amazing. And, well, anyway, so they could have done Uganda, Ghana, Ethiopia, and any God, of the many. Thank God this happened at the end of the night because he and I were so fucking done by that point. Yeah, but we had checked out for I, a slightly I was, different reasons. I was, was so angry. We were both furious because it because like I bought that damn lightsaber and then I saw that and I was like I fi- I felt my money. I felt cheated. Well, anyway, I felt I felt like they took something from me by showing me something else that I liked while just disrespecting my humanity on the back end and any culture that you share in your family, right? So anyway, uh, we're pissed about that. I'm I'm devastated for two reasons. One, I'm furious, but I'm also devastated for him and how hurt he felt. And I was mostly putting my focus on him that night. Um, I admittedly did not do well that night. And that was horrible because one, we rode the ride. Charlie had that panic attack. And by that point, it just pushed me over the edge. So we go after the ride. We go to Germany. We find our tables. We find out that this food is buffet style and $50 a plate. And if anybody has ever eaten German food, y'all, I'm Southern. I do not do white people food without seasoning. I don't Mm-mm. know. I mean, some of it was good. Some of it was good. But it was not $50 a plate good. No. For maybe some good Mexican food, like that had a huge buffet, $50 a plate might be worth it. Italian food, maybe. Right. Something was like a big variety of more than just meat, potatoes, and Wiener schnitzel. Yeah. Like, no offense to German culture. I enjoy the culture for the most part, but, like, I'm not into the food, and I didn't want... And I was already not really on board with that. So we were a little pissy about that. Meanwhile, I'm still reeling from from the racial disrespect of the entire park. And as I'm sitting there, I notice, wait a minute, Germany, why is there a black girl here, in here wearing later hosen or whatever they were wearing and then all 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 at once i remembered the dutch started the slave trade yeah that's right and they would dress up little black girls and make and have them learn german as a way like 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 they were little frau lines yeah like they were little toys yeah or something like they were entertainment in fact in the movie in the movie django and chain they hint on that which is why hildy her name was was Hilde or Hildegard. Her name like was Brunhilde because yeah. she, one of her slave owners was a German woman who wanted to speak German with someone. So she taught Hilda how to speak Hildi how to speak so basically German. The black people in Germany are mostly there because of their descendants. Well, that's bes- like they're the descendants of slaves. Well, basically, right? Well, is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, they all they all yeah. were, and when they went in there, the the, sure. the role that black people played in Germany at the time was per, was primarily of servitude. Well, yeah. So I looked around and I was like this. I, and I realized, obviously, they didn't hire this. I, or at least I doubt they hired this one black girl to capture the authenticity of slave trade. It just was the wrong time to see it. But it was a bad time. It was just very bad timing for when I saw it because she was the only one in there. Charles and I almost just let, like almost demanded to leave before we even ate because we, we were like, I just, at that point, we wanted to go get like Wendy's or something and go back to the hotel and check the fuck out for the rest of the night. We just, yeah. not the hotel, but the house, but like the Airbnb. Yeah. And uh, we stuck it out. It got a little bit better after dinner, um, but it still wasn't great. So that day felt like, even though we had a good beginning start of it, it was kind of a bust. Um, but the third day, um, now keep in mind, we were there for like 
We were there for four days. Like five, four. Well, five the days. whole like the whole vacation was five days. We're but there only was one day where I don't think like everybody went to the park and stuff. Um, no. I, we skipped Animal Kingdom, so we're only going to talk about the three parks. Yeah, like, we didn't do Animal Kingdom. I, I decided to do Magic Kingdom two days in a row because I like the rides there, and I mean Animal Kingdom's great, but I just wasn't feeling it at that yes. point. But on the third day, we went to third and fourth day. We went to Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, which is a great park. Um. That's where Great Thunder Mountain is. That's one of my favorite rides. And by the time Magic Kingdom happened, I was still, you know. He was still sore from yesterday emotionally. I was still very aggravated by the concept. Because I went into Disney World having, well, you know, I'll just say this. When you're raised as a black kid, if you saw Disney World on TV, if you saw the commercials, and if you're a black person, you know what I'm talking about. If you saw those Disney World commercials and you went, can I go? Usually if if you had a black parent, they would go, that's not for you. What they meant is that culturally that place is not going to appeal to black kids you're going to go there and you're going to feel left out you're going to go there and feel culturally um alienated and that's exactly how i felt and i mean i know a lot of people who are black that enjoy disney but i'm sure sure, i'm sure at some point somewhere whether it be a disney movie or a disney park they probably felt alienated at some point yeah and i don't know about the other races but i can definitely imagine that for them yeah i can't speak for the other so Magic Kingdom's great. I mean, I got to go ride the teacups and all those little ones that I enjoyed as a kid, like the Great Thunder Mountain, um, Haunted Mansion. And then my dad and brother are like, you guys want to go on the Carousel of Progress? And I'm like, the fuck is that? I like carousels. What is that? Right. And apparently it was like something that Walt Disney made for the World Fair in, I think, 1969. Um, And it's a amazing that the concept itself is amazing. It's a theater, but it's in a carousel perspective. So you sit in these seats and it rotates you around. The stage. Yeah, it rotates you around a four uh, four point stage. Like it's 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 a, it's a circle that's cut in the quarters. And it shows you, you know, different, you know, the progress from like a certain. I think I forgot what era it was. It was like nineteen fifties or some shit. On well, I'll, I'll look it up here. While maybe you're even explaining. sooner. I think it might have been like the eighteen somethings. But it takes you throughout like the evolution of technology, um, life as, as humans. But if you're a woman or a person of color or queer it's gonna fucking hurt your feelings <laughs> you're yeah i literally said that when i got we, on the we carousel, got on the of, carousel progress, of progress we sit down in our seats yeah i, I, I learned that it was established in 1964 64, that's the what second was. i heard that i was like 1964 and then they, yeah, they were I'm like about this, to get my feelings hurt no actually what they said was this was uh, done in 1964 the world fair and it was it showed what walt disney's war, uh, ideal world would look like and charles goes I'm about to get my feelings hurt. And I go, don't worry, baby. Me too. Yeah. Cause you <laughs> know what was happening for those people who don't know about the civil rights movement that was happening in 1964. So th- let's just say the carousel progress is not very friendly to people of color, LGBT people or women. I, I, call, <laughs> I call it the white man ride. I mean, the white man experience ride. The straight That's white man. I, yeah. Cause let me explain. First of all, in the first scene we see, which is, uh, the act one is the 1900s, the early 1900s. Yo, this man sexually ex- exploits his daughter in the first act. It, it centers around a white dude who's it a father. It is like their whole family. His name is John. He's in a wooden rocking chair inside of his home. As a matter of fact, I'm reading this off of Wikipedia. On his mm-hmm. right is his dog, Rover. Who, we, we're going to talk about Rover. I'm pretty sure Rover's, Rover's immortal. Rover is happily lying on the floor. John tells the guests that it's right around the turn of the century and that it's Valentine's Day. He claims that things cannot get any better there at the time in all in all that blah blah all blah, that bullshit. happy like this is the greatest country in the world bullshit yeah that nobody but white straight white men like they, then they start talking about thomas edison which if you know black history or you, no history in general thomas realize, edison ain't shit you realize how act like like 
If you know who Lewis Latimer is, you can understand why hearing a bunch of white people talk about how great Thomas or Edison Nikola is. Or Nikola Tesla, if you know any of those people. If you know any of those people, you realize how history. aggravating that person's And you already know you're working is. with that, like, make America great again kind of personality yeah. already. Yeah. And Okay, so can we talk about, first of all, I'm really disturbed by this. We need to talk about how he sexually exploits his daughter in the can first we, act. Yeah, let's talk about I'm that. Really, so his daughter's Sarah, right? Oh, no, his wife, Sarah. Who is, who's his, what's his daughter's name? Let's see, hold up. So the wife's name... Okay, um, let's see. The wife's name is Sarah. Uh, wait. James is watching. Okay, James is the son. Which he was watching a thing called the Ancient Egyptian Dancing the Hoochie Coochie, which is it was just racist. That's porn. He's it's, watching it's porn, porn and it's racist. He was watching 19, 1900s porn. Um, let's see. Uh, John and James finishing. John. Um, his grandma. Damn, where's the daughter? I, I don't remember. They don't talk about him exploiting his daughter? I, I just can't. I'm try, I'm scanning through it. I can't see it exactly. You, you, but explain the daughter. I'll look up her okay. name. Okay. Uh, so in the like first fucking act, his daughter is like, and they, they turn on lights in the different room and you can see what they're doing. The daughter is in her room in like a corset in front of the mirror getting dressed. And she's like, father, I'm not decent. He's like, don't worry, honey. These are daddy's friends. And I'm like, what? I think I audibly in the theater just go, What? Did yeah. I? Yeah, you yeah. did. I went, yeah. what? Because it was a it was a half-naked animatronic human shape. Teenage girl. Teenage, Teenage girl. girl. She was like, what, 14? She was 14. He, he pointed out like she was like her early teens, mid-teens. And I'm like... Patricia is the daughter's Patricia. name. Patricia. He's like, don't worry, Patricia. These are, yeah, getting ready yeah. for a Valentine's Day dance on the other side of town. And ex- she, John explains that she will be taking one of the new horseless trolleys. Why well, he tells everyone it's okay to see her in her underwear. Yeah, before telling her that she better be home by nine o'clock. Better be home by nine o'clock. Yeah, I like how you like, don't you have sex, but let everyone see you in your panties. He then tells the guest that he's going to take one of the said trolleys downtown to have a root beer, which he explains is just sarsaparilla with a new name. Wow. After he's finished, he begins singing. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Okay, let's talk about that that goddamn song. First of all, I can still hear it in my head, and I hate it. I'm so mad. They sing that song every time the carousel turns. From the start, you hear it four times. At least. I, I felt. First of all, that thing felt longer than four acts. I don't... Here's the lyrics of the song. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow's just a dream away. Man has a dream, and it's not Martin Luther King. Man has a dream. Not that one. And and that's the start. He follows his dream with his mind is heart in heart. And when it becomes a reality, it's a dream come true for you and me. So there's a big, great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining, shining at the end of every day. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow just a dream away. And, and when he says for you and me, he means white people. Yeah. And okay, so we should also talk about how he abuses his wife and all the other shit. Yeah, let's let's talk about Sarah. Not physically, let's but talk about he Sarah. emotionally abuses Sarah. So literally, this man in all four acts, this is not we're not jumping ahead here. In all four acts, he is literally doing nothing but sitting in a chair. If if you track the literal progress of John himself, he's sitting in a basically, chair on a couch. He's he always went, sitting. Basically, he's sitting, and he went from the from the living room to the kitchen. That is the only progress that he made. Yeah, the only progress John personally made. Is he just moved to the next uh, room? Meanwhile, his son watches porn basically the whole time. And Constantly watching porn. His and daughter's um, always doing something. She's always going out. Or yeah, like she, the daughter she's living and, her life. The daughter and the wife are doing focused. the most. Like the wife is his career. The wife is always cleaning and fixing the house. The daughter's dating and just going out and living her life. 
And the son's just in the house beating off, like not he doing nothing. for four acts. His fucking father's sitting on his couch talking about how America and the future is so great while he yeah. drinks sarsaparilla and expo- exploits his daughter and wife. There's one scene literally where he's sitting his stupid fucking white man ass on a fucking sofa or a chair. I forget which. And I forgot what act it is because I blocked most of this out. It feels like a big brownout. Like I remember vague bits and pieces and I don't know what happened. Yeah. And she's wallpapering a wall because, you know, back when people thought wallpaper was important. Yeah. And he's sitting on his fucking ass making fun of her and uh, and making jokes about her hanging the wallpaper. Right, exactly. I want I, I have never wanted to kick an animatronic in the dick harder since they since they revealed the Donald Trump at, uh, one at fucking Disney, which I don't go into the Hall of Presidents. I, I my mom forced me to do that every time we went to Disney, and she's yeah. dead now, and she can't make me do it. Yeah, we don't we didn't mess with the Hall of Presidents, so. especially you know, because first of all, it's not the Hall of Presidents anymore. It's the Hall of Presidents and one orange guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Hall of Presidents. And he doesn't and this- he doesn't deserve to stand next to Barack Obama. Yeah, for real. Anyway, so so we just we we protested. So that was Act One. Act Two is in nineteen twenty. That's just Act One, y'all. Yeah, that was Act One of the Carousel Wait, of Progress. Wait, where was the where was the wallpaper one? That was a, that was Act One. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. In the first act, the mom's doing laundry and her wash day marvel, which I think is a washing machine. Yeah. Act Two. John is once again sitting in his kitchen. This time, a smaller kitchen chair. Oh, on he's in Indep- the kitchen. So he's just in the kitchen the whole fucking time. Yeah. On Independence Day in the Roaring Twenties. Wires and new electronic machines are all over the room. When John stops singing, he tells the guests that things have changed a lot in the last 20 years. He proceeds to tell guests the new accomplishments. The of new accomplishments of other people that accomplishments of other people he didn't do. He goes Charles Lindbergh, who's about to fly over the um, Atlantic Ocean by himself. Sports stadiums that are being built all over. Keep in the mind US. when he talked about Lindbergh, Lindbergh flying over the Atlantic, he's like he'll never make it. I'm like, oh, you can't even make it out of your chair, John. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, like what? what who? Yeah, for real. He's wanting to talk. He doesn't have any goals. Uh, advertisements out of uh, the jazz singer and which out for Al- the jazz singer in which Al jo- uh, Jolson will talk even and even sing. Yeah, he's, so he's talking, talking about, about talkies. Yeah, he's talking about talkies. Electric start electric starters are now cars, eliminating the need to crank them. So like car engines and batteries and things are now different. And people can travel by train to New- from New York to California in three days. So travel. So I mean, you know, again, what, did he just learned about the transcontinental railroad because that was there before the 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is like I get like I get like the progress as he was talking about on some level but it's coming from the perspective of a privileged white fucking dude who doesn't move from his chair for four acts while his wife does laundry and hangs wallpaper and raises a family yeah even the grandma who sleeps most of the time does more than fucking John does yeah but anyway so let's go to the 1940s yeah. act three so the 1940s um it is now Halloween during the fabulous 40 yeah right, fabulous and John is wearing a sweater while sitting at a circular booth-style kitchen table. He tells guests that everything is better than ever in the 19... 19- oh, God. You and I weren't guests. We were there. He didn't know you. there was a black person in yeah. the audience. <laughs> and shows off the new kitchen technologies, including a refrigerator that holds more food and ice cubes than... Refrigerator. Okay, let let me just let's 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 look up who invented the refrigerator. Cause this dude, he do all his lip service to to, to Thomas Edison. He spends two acts Talk talking about, about Thomas Edison, and he mentions the refrigerator. Refrigerator. Who invented that? I don't even know. Refrigerator. Inventor. Inventor. The ice box. Inventor. Oh, excuse me. Okay. 
What about the refrigerator? Because there's different faces of the fridge. So let's Because many, because ma- there were there were many incarnations of different kitchen appliances, and a lot of kitchen appliances were actually invented by black people. It says this Chinese uh, cut That's and ice. ice. Like, yeah, yeah, the Chinese created the and the concept yeah, of the ice box, yeah, the which refri- gave you the history yeah. of the fridge at first. Yeah, the refrigerator. What it didn't just it wasn't just you know. It wasn't just storing your food in a bag and then fridge. Like, there was some steps to this. No, they, like, dug holes with ice and basements and things like that. There's different levels in which the ice box, they created ditches with cold water in them. There's different things they did to keep food cold. Albert T. Marshall created the original... uh, First mechanical refrigerator. That was in 1899? Yeah, I just want to look a picture. So, wait, why the fuck are they talking about in the 1940s when this has existed since, like, the 1800s? But cut. Maybe because it, maybe it was more common in households at that point. I can't like, find a picture of this person. Wow. Anyway, but the point the, the the point that I'm trying to make is that there's a lot of inaccuracies with this. It's a very selective expression of history. Like, for example, when they go to the 21st century, which is the fourth act, it's they have also it's a hot ass mess. It looks like a fusion of now in the 80s and like what people thought the 90s and 80s were going to look like. Yeah. Like there were like. There was virtual reality, but the TVs looked like 80s TVs, and people were wearing 80s sweaters. And, right. and the 80s weren't even 21st century. That was the 20th. Yeah, it was really interesting. It was like they were trying to predict what now would look like, but it just looked like what the 80s looked like. Yeah, it was Because re- he, that was actually technically the future, because they did this in 64. So he predicted the 80s, but he did not predict the 21st century. But the fun, yeah, but the funny, the funny thing is that it wasn't they didn't update it Mm-mm. all they did was throw a flat screen in there where the two television used to but be they're not, and everything they're trying else not looked. to touch it they're just trying to clean it up because they want to keep walt disney's vision but i think that stage that stage concept that walt invented is good well did he invent that i the don't stage concept? know let me see well if he did invent it it's cool but like what i'm saying is they should use that stage for a different thing they need to actually progress the carousel of progress and make it grow a little bit I know they don't want to fuck with Walt's vision, but they need to fuck with Walt's vision. Yeah. Yeah. Because that shit ain't... We, we, I mean, look, I mean, we left laughing. We were look, losing it. We it's were an entire an... ride dedicated to the racist vision of a racist anti-Semite's expression of what the whole world would be. There wasn't a black person in sight. Nobody that wasn't white. The white man in the in the carousel. Again, the only progress he made was from the Dif- kitchen from different to kitchens. the living room. Actually, yeah, it was all the same kitchen. The kitchen moved slightly, and he moved slightly with the kitchen. His wife did all the work. The daughter w- was being being sexually repressed. Let's the son was flinging his fluids and exploited all, at the same and time. exploited. The son was flinging his fluids all over the room in the world. Uh, can we talk about the immortal rover? The immortal rover. The dog. Oh yeah. The, so, and every one of these acts, starting from the turn of the century of the 1900s up to, to the 21st century, they have the same dog Rover, and it is called Rover. That dog is either immortal or a clone. I was under the impression that because he ages, like in Act Four, Act Act Three, he's, he's old, old and in Act Four, he's young again. First of all, he by Act Three, that was the 1940s. That dog did not live 40 years. No. That and you dog can't was, fucking tell me he did. That dog was exceptionally dead by the 1940s. If yeah, he was the an adult in the average dog's lifespan ni- is like anywhere between 12 to 20 years, depending on the dog. Rover was an adult dog in the 1900s, according to the Carousel of Progress. Yeah, so, like, what kind of progress is happening? Did you figure out a way to clone your dog? Like, what the fuck happened? Well, that's what I initially thought when it got to the 19... to the 21st century. It was the future, so I thought, okay, maybe... the dog maybe, was young again. Yeah, maybe they thought... Maybe Walt Disney thought that there was some kind of 
human replicating or cloning technology they did. I don't know if he was it, able to think that far ahead. The whole thing was ahead. bullshit. The whole thing was Yeah, bullshit. I was doing more work than the carousel was. And yeah, then we Lin- were just like, the fuck? And then Lindsay told me something that happens to with some white families that if they get a dog and the dog passes away, some people, some white people will get another dog. In fact, I don't- the same thing? I, I never heard this before, so I can't honestly say that this is a white people my, thing. It's a great example. So my mom's sister had several Daisy Mays. Um, and then they also had, uh, white people aren't terribly creative with pet names for some reason, usually, usually at least that generation. And then they had a black Shih Tzu named Sadie who, uh, died. Unfortunately, she got sick and they got another black Shih Tzu in which they named her Sadie too. Like little black Mercedes, just like the first one. And I'm over here. Like all that would do was remind me of my dead dog. Yeah. I don't like, first of all, I think every creature should have its own individual name. I don't even really think people should name their kids after them. Like middle names, I can forgive, but like you shouldn't name your kid after your after you, in my opinion. So right. like, everybody everybody deserves their own individuality. But that does happen, especially in an older generation of white people. Like not so much now. Our our generation of you know millennials and Gen Xers and stuff have really creative names for their pets. But like my parents' generation, the Boomers, and like my grandparents, my my grandparents cared so little about pet names. They would just like name their pets random shit. Like, um, I had a cat named Elmo when I was nine, yeah. eight or nine, because I was obsessed with Elmo. Yeah. And my grandma had to take him to the vet, and he was a blue, one of those gray blue cats. She told the vet his name was Blue, which was not even fucking close to the cat's name. We had a dog named Freckles, and my grandmother told the vet its name was Pimples. Oh my god. Yeah, she just changed our pet's name just because she fucking could, I guess. Oh. And like, so. Wow. Which reminds me of that whole other vet name story situation I told you about with my brother's ex-girlfriend, but that's a completely different episode. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So Carousel of Progress happened. Um, They did Space Mountain. At this point, this is an interesting little side story. Yeah. Um, We had a pretty decent day that day. It made up for the shitty day we had before. They, when Lindsay, Michael, and Heidi went to do Space Mountain, because the thing is, Heidi wasn't really able to do a lot of rides because she was watching Caleb. Well, she could because of you. If you hadn't been there, she wouldn't have been able to. Well, that that was that was around the time where it started. Because I was just like, listen, this this is near your last day. Go do a thing. Just do that some adult stuff. Day. That was their adult, their last day. Go hang out. I'll watch Caleb. I'll just I'll just sit here and talk to him. Yeah, because Charlie doesn't like to ride on stuff, and you know yeah. the rest of us do. So he just decided to yeah. be the daily babysitter for all of us yeah like caleb couldn't ride and i didn't want to ride yeah and, so he, I just and the stuff he could ride i would sometimes take him while heidi and michael got to go do their own thing so i sat down and i was just talking to to the how old was caleb at the time well he just turned four he's gonna so, be five this year so he was he was four on the trip he had just turned four the month before he just turned four okay so i'm sitting here talking to his four-year-old he's cool as fuck too he's really smart i legitimately didn't know that i was good with kids until <laughs> caleb true. gave me the chance to figure that out and i was just it was, we were literally just talking. And you know... Keep, so tell them how the conversation started. So talk about basically that. Basically, so we roll over to the side and... Because um, he's in the stroller. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm sitting just outside the ride. We're just waiting You're for... You're sitting him. in the shade. I'm sitting in the shade. And I'm trying to keep him in the shade too. Like I'm trying to keep the sun out of his eyes. And, you know, I'm like, so... So you like so you got your new toy. He had this like bubble, this this um bubble it a, thing. It was like a bubble uh wand thing that was shaped like Mickey Mouse's head and like the, with the Epcot ball. And you push the button and like it was like an automatic button, mach- a, bu- a bubble machine. And we were having the best time with it that whole day. Right. And he he was like, I want to use my bubble machine, but it's not working. And I was like, I I think there's something wrong with it. We might have to fix it. It later. was out of fluid. It turned out he needed more like yeah. liquid. Yeah. And he was like, okay. So I I put it away. And I'm like, well, let me ask you a question. 
how you feel about ice cream? He asked him if he wanted some ice cream. Yeah, like, do you do you want some ice cream? And then we just started talking about the different ice cream that he saw. Well, he, yeah, ask like tell him how that whole started because like what he asked about the ice cream was different. You know, he asked about the different shapes and how they affected it. Yeah, he was like, do the different shapes affect the different tastes? And I said, not all the time. Texture sometimes. But texture sometimes do. Like we were talking about shapes and colors and, and textures ice and ice cream, and then we were talking about how. Because he had noticed that there were two different ice cream stands at Disney World that he kept spotting. And, stuff. and he preferred one over the other because it had more flavors and variety. Makes and sense. he referred to the other one as the fake one. And I was like, yeah, sometimes there's real ice cream stands and sometimes there's fake ones. You got to avoid the fake ones. And he started laughing. And I was like, sometimes people are like that, too. And then he started laughing. <laughs> but it kind of went on like that. And y'all were only gone for like, I don't know, five, ten minutes. It was longer. I mean, we were in line for a bit. Even we had the fast pass. We were only there. We were probably gone for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Well, I was talking to him the whole time, just keeping him occupied. He's easy, he's easy to entertain and have fun with. He's generally really good. Right. But it, w- it was that moment where it was just like, you know, if if Kayla wasn't here, this would not be fun. But he's he's also rowdier with me. You're calmer. Yeah. It, yeah, it, w- it just wouldn't be. It wouldn't it wouldn't have been fun if he wasn't around. Like I, t- I took him um, at Magic Kingdom. I took him on the Haunted Mansion, which I remember when I was a kid, the Haunted Mansion scared the piss out of me. But I was, believe it or not, like people think I'm all a badass, but I'm actually a very sensitive person. And when I was a kid, I was easily frightened. Like you could just say my name suddenly and I would just scream like I, I just get startled easily. So the Haunted Mansion was very frightening to me when I was a little kid. Um, not so much the Tower of Terror because that came out when I was like nine, so I was okay then. Yeah. Um. So the haunted house, I I take Caleb in, and you know it's immediately spooky right away. The haunted mansion is like the moment you walk in, it's a whole atmospheric thing. It's so cool too because there's like little details, names change, you know, statues move and open their eyes, uh, portraits change. It's really cool. And I took him in, and I took him into the initial room, and I picked him up, and I looked him in the eye, and I said, "Listen, I just want you to know before we go in, just remember this is pretend, and if you get scared, we can leave any time." Or, you know, we can ride it out. Um, but I just want you to know, you don't have anything to be afraid of. I'm right here. And he's like, ah, he's like, whatever. And I was like, huh, okay. And he giggled the whole time. We had the best time. Like, he and I laughed. Like, he's a lot rowdier with me. Like, he, we run around. I carry him. We make, we're loud together. Uh, we rode Pirates of the Caribbean. We rode um, Great Thunder Mountain. All the rides that, like, I rode as a kid, I took him on. And we just, like... He was losing at the pirates. He was so f- he was laughing his ass off at the pirates on Pirates of the Caribbean. But mm-hmm. we had the best time with him. Um, yeah, and then you know the next day, which was the last day we, we were in the park itself, and we went to Magic Kingdom again. We we stayed for less time. Yeah, um, we stayed for less time, but we left around like six or seven. Heidi, Michael, and Caleb, and Caleb left back to West Virginia the day before. And I remember we got ice cream. We were sitting there, and I was about to go. I was getting ready to go on the Haunted Mansion. We were a little early, and like honestly, if you're not riding rides, other than going into shops, there's not a whole lot to do there itself. All right. So we're sitting there, and I'm just like, I was like, you know, I'm having a fun and everything, but I really miss that kid. Yeah. Like being around the kids makes it so much more fun, and. Like, at that point, like, we, I was just ready to go back to the house and just, like I said, float in the hot tub and stuff. Like, I was definitely checked out by the end of it. I had a good time, but definitely now if Charlie and I went back as adults just by ourselves and with, like, maybe a friend or whatever or a couple friends, we'd probably only go to the park for three days and do other stuff in Orlando. Yeah, because 
without like yeah. I would actually rather do three days at Disney and probably three days at Universal. Yeah, just just Universal. I feel like Universal is more for adults and and teens. Right. Yeah, I mean it's for everybody, but you know you ha- there's more for like all of us to do there. Just the adult sensibilities alone, it just doesn't make that part that park. Appealing. And you know they took out this area um called I think it was called Pleasure Island. And it, it used to be like where all the nightclubs and shit were at Disney. I think there's still City Walk in Orlando, but for Disney, they had like Pleasure Island, I believe it was called. And they had like, like based off the of Pinocchio Pleasure Island, but they yeah. had like clubs and all sorts of stuff. And I remember being a teenager and seeing that and being like, I can't wait to come back as an adult um, and drink and go to clubs and stuff. And that's, I was actually, I brought clothes to go clubbing just in case my sister-in-law and I wanted to kick it up over there or something. But um, they took it out and replaced it with like this family friendly area. And I'm just like, I'm an adult now. And all I wanted to do was these adult things as a teenager. And they took, they sucked all the fun out of those things for me right right yeah but um i mean after that we just kind of chilled out and went home yeah we had a really great trip like i said i made like pot brownies and i just spent most of the time just like stoned and having a good time and we hung out with Lindsay's family we had some great bonding moments yeah yeah it it was i mean look and all in all i enjoyed being around Lindsay and her family more than i enjoyed being in disney world if we didn't even go to disney world and i just chilled out with them for a couple of days i would have been just as happy well yeah my family's a lot of fun like we had a really good time i loved going to disney i definitely realized i really enjoy it far more with kids um i don't know i just i'm getting to a more maternal place in my life and i'm kind of getting to that point where i want to settle down and have a family like i'm the kind of person i want a career and a family right and for me having um I think I might not go back to Disney unless it's with like our friend Katie or someone like that. Like if we go with friends, it might be different, but I don't think I'll go back until we have a kid and that kid turns roughly three or four. Yeah. Like, cause three or four is a perfect age to bring them because they still sort of remember it. Um, you know, they don't get tired as easily. You can still run a stroller. And honestly, I thought Disney was, I used to call Disney stroller hell as a teenager. Cause I was a very different person. I was very angry. I hated everyone. I hated kids. I was just a very angry person. And I used to call it stroller hell because I, you know, remember there being a ton of strollers. But honestly, I've steered that stroller through Disney and I managed to do it without being disrespectful of people's spaces. And I managed to get through it very swiftly and finding parking spaces for it was a breeze. Like, honestly, I think I don't think I want to go back until we have a toddler unless we go with friends. Right. Yeah. Like for us, I don't think the two of us should go until we have our toddler. Yeah. yeah. Like that just that's what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's more fun that way. If you about that type of shit then you go um but everybody enjoys it for different reasons that's just our our perspective of it like for sure like um we definitely um have a different perspective than probably most people (laughs) yeah i guess that's the whole story now that's it that's the story time of uh charlie's first trip to disney world and um our disney world uh trip over the over thanksgiving vacation yeah all right okay so final remarks um not anything really just like if you guys go to disney world have fun but remember um to pay attention to culturally insensitive things even if you know just be aware of it just acknowledge it understand that this um came from the mind of a man from a different time and a different perspective well actually he had a bad perspective given the time no i was gonna say he came he was a he he, ultimately he had a very good vision his park was lovely but he was coming from an anti-semitic and racist place right um this you know people can say what they want about Walt Disney but he had he had a whole cartoon about Donald Duck playing a Nazi mm-hmm. like 
in the numerous cartoons. This is one of those things we talk about in, like, cancel culture. The man himself was a monster, but his park is lovely. He created a whole franchise of certain lovely things, but you have to understand there's times you notice there's a lot of culturally insensitive shit. And all I can say is for Disney, uh, for people to want to continue supporting the company, I hope they start fixing that shit gradually. They pro- it looks like some, on some levels they have. Yeah. Um, I hope they keep working to be more LGBT friendly, racially friendly, uh, more broad. Disney does it's not for white people. It's not for a certain class or race of people. It's for everybody. It's for families, and it should be for everybody and families. Well, it is now. Back in back in when Disney Park was originally made, we're not just talking about a different kind of man. We're no. talking about a very different kind of con- a country and culturally. And he was even racist for his time, as we mentioned. Like I said, I'm not defending Walt Disney in the least. He was a piece of shit as far as his perspectives. Culturally, and I guess you could consider this his my cult- final remarks. Yeah, his social perspectives. Back when, when if you ever were a black person, you experienced um, one of your parents telling you that that's not for you. The reason why they said that is because there was a time, and I don't know. I mean, I think I'm it not, was the intentions behind it. It was in, the intentions behind Disney World was during a cultural time where black people felt much less safe, even now than even than they do now to go anywhere, especially to places like that. So, you know, if you're a black person and you go in there, um, you know, there's some stuff you can enjoy legitimately. For but, the most part, it's, I think for the most part, um, everybody can enjoy it. But you have to notice, like, there are certain parts, like yeah. the outposts and things. There's stuff go- you can enjoy, but there's some very subtle, subtly racial things that you're going to notice that's probably going to make you feel ashamed to be there or tr- upset that they got Just your Just avoid money. the carousel of progress. Like, go- Don't do the carousel of progress. I would avoid Epcot completely. I, um, I, well, I personally wouldn't. I mean, like I said, I like Epcot for the most part. I do not like that part of it. Like, I, the, some of the countries were cool. Uh, generally, it's a pretty interesting experience, but it's not my favorite park. Well, that's the thing. The only reason that this was a problem for me is because Epcot as a whole, the way the way the whole situation was handled versus just that one part of it. That's that's the only reason. Well, remember, Carousel Progress was at uh, Magic Kingdom. I know. I'm just talking well, about Epcot. I, I'm just making sure you knew that those. Yeah. Were, I, we remembered that. But yeah, yeah. No, I was, no but, yeah. I but, mean, like I said, Disney has great parts, but it has really fucked up parts too. It's just like the movies and, and yeah. everything associated with Disney. It's like it's You'll gonna little things. It's gonna leave you out if you're not the wrong. If you're not the right color, and you're gonna feel left out. The worst part about out. things like the outpost is if you were raised um, mostly around white people, that wouldn't even occur to you as something that's wrong until someone of of the black culture or from, you know, have right. African descendants would point it out to you. Right. And I felt bad for never noticing that. I, I was like, I don't even remember the African part, but like I said, I hadn't been there in years, so I didn't even think about it. And at the same time, you know, we don't have to do anything crazy to Epcot We don't to have to cancel it. Disney altogether. I'm just... Just, just change, just do uh, ancient Egypt. I, I think we just should, I think we should encourage Disney as a company, not to shut down, not to say, fuck you, Disney, but we should say, listen, you guys have made a lot of progress over the years, but you still need to have a long way to go before you're sensitive to the LGBT community, the black, to black, the black community, to anybody of color. To cultures in general. To cultures in general, outside of just your average white American. They, they need to go broader and make sure that they're covering everything to make sure everyone is respected. Hopefully over time it will get that way, but I, maybe that people can start a petition to change the outpost, to make these small changes that could be better for the community. And let's be real, at the end of the day, if they take, the, if they take out the money and the time to respect and make these cultures feel more inclusive, they're just going to make more money because these cultures are going to want to go there to feel appreciated. And you know, honestly, it wouldn't cost 
um, them a lot just to change the name to out, of Outpost to Africa and then gradually add things. They could change it to Africa and gradually add a new restaurant or like a different thing there. Well, they could talk. They could even call it Pan Africa as a reference to the Pan Africanism. Yeah, they can do that. So it could cover all the cultures of Africa. Yeah, that, all, yeah. all the all the cultures that are on display that, from black they people can in general. afford they can afford to be more sensitive that's what i mean like i would have i would feel better yeah and want to support disney more and maybe even go back to disney world more and even go to disneyland if they can you know structurally change those little things like it may not seem like a lot to a lot of people but you know the fact that it, it switched charlie's whole mood and hurt him shows that what it can do to a person right yeah and it's just respect other cultures so we should we should push for Disney to do better. Yeah. Well, anyway. In a respectful way. That being said, we'll see you in the next one. Yep. Toodles.